Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Cult Leader early and ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or Apple Podcasts. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. This episode is brought to you in part by June's Journey. Picture it, the glamour of the roaring 20s wrapped in a mystery that only you can solve. Dive into June Parker's captivating quest to uncover scandalous family secrets. With your keen eye for detail, find hidden clues and solve mind-boggling puzzles. It's all about observation, intrigue, and drama. But beware. Each clue leads deeper into a thrilling storyline filled with danger and romance. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Your adventure awaits. Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. Hello and welcome back to Cold Leader. I'm your Cold Leader, Spencer Henry, and this is A Little Leader, our weekly catch-up where we share some of the latest news and I read some of the stories that you all send to me. If you have a story you'd like to share with the cult, send it on over to spencer at cultleader.com and put Little Leader somewhere in there so I know where to find it. How's it going, babes? Happy Friday. I am, as you may be able to hear, on the tail end of an annoying cold, so apologies in advance. Last weekend, I was in Palm Springs with my sister and her husband and baby Leo. It was great, great, great time. Well, in all actuality, I literally arrived Friday, and immediately I stepped out of the car. I felt fine all day. The second I get there, I step out of the car. I'm hit with a sore throat that carried through the entirety of the weekend, but it was a baby cold, not holding me back, okay? We still had fun, got to do all our usual things. I had completely forgotten, though, that it was Modernism Week and President's Day weekend, so it took an extremely long time to get there, but it was worth it. Very sunny, very warm. I needed it. I also need to make an updated list of recommendations because, honestly, out of everything that I, as a person, am asked, especially on Instagram, the most DMs I get are for Palm Springs recommendations, and I've got the recommendations, baby, and I will hopefully get it together to post something soon. But as soon as I got home, it was raining and gray, which was actually much appreciated because it felt kind of cozy being sick and having it rain. It kind of felt like you're a little kid or something. I don't know, a perfect day to rot and rot I did as I binge watched a show called The Tourist. And I'm dying to know if any of you babes are watching because first of all, I'm on episode three. I'm loving it so far. And secondly, Jamie Dornan, I think is his name. Just what a fucking punk, my God. Um, 
I don't even want to tell you anything. I don't want to give anything away about the show. But trust me, if you watch the first episode, you'll be hooked by the end. It's on Netflix. It's so good. And I think the second season is coming out at the end of the month, which is why I think it popped up to like, check out this show or whatever. But it's so good. What else? Uh, Heading out to Chicago for my birthday with Madison to go to the Zach Bryan concert out there. So I'm very excited for that. I love Chicago so much. I have not been in a while. Well, actually, we were there last year on tour. It was our favorite show, actually. But we were only in Chicago for 24 hours. So we didn't get to do a whole lot. So I'm excited to take Madison to all my favorite places. I would ask for recommendations, but we're leaving on March 4th, I think. And this comes out after that, I believe. If not, please shoot me a DM with your recommendations. But hopefully I come back with some good stories knowing Madison and I... (laughs) and how we are together. I will. I think we'll probably film parts of it for Patreon. So if you're there, thanks for being there. You'll probably see some behind the scenes. Can I pause really quick to say this? I don't care if this sounds awful. We've got some great episodes. Okay, so far this year. We're off to a good start right now. I just finished recording a part two of the Teal Swan series, and it's fucking wild. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear it because it reminds me so much of some other episodes that we did in the past. And you'll know what I'm talking about when you hear the episode. We've got some bangers coming out. Speaking of, my book, my book that I did with Madison, The Big Hot Book of Death, comes out in August. And I know it seems like it's still a ways away, but it's coming so fast because we've been working on it for such a long time behind the scenes, obviously, because, you know, writing a book takes its time. But if you have not pre-ordered it yet, uh, would love if you did. You can pre-order it at prh.com slash obituary. I cannot wait for everybody to get their hands on it. It feels so exciting. I think that's all the news I got to report on. Well, not news. That's personal life stuff to report on. In some news, which we should move into, there was this story I was reading about this week, and it's pretty interesting because it's a situation that's like a, a court error in the perpetrator's favor. And this is from People. It says, convicted New York killer is freed on a technicality. I'm not going to read the whole headline because it gives it away, but the article says, quote, a father of three was gunned down on a Rochester, New York street in 2015. Now his convicted murderer is free because law enforcement accidentally put the man in the wrong prison. The Monroe County Sheriff's Office confirmed in a statement Terrence Lewis's vacated conviction and release from Five Points Correctional Facility, a maximum security prison in Romulus, New York, earlier this month. In this statement, the New York Sheriff's Office said that Lewis was walking out on a murder conviction because law enforcement had inadvertently violated the anti-shuttling provision of the Interstate Agreement on Detainers Law. Sheriff Todd K. Baxter said in a statement that the decision to let a murderer go free based on a technicality violates the principles of justice and demonstrates a lack of fairness. The federal law approved by Congress in 1950 notes that once a prisoner has been moved to the state of the pending indictment, that case must be completely disposed of, including any trial and sentencing, according to some courts, prior to returning the prisoner. But that's not what happened when Lewis, who was already serving a sentence in a federal prison in Pennsylvania for unrelated crimes, and was indicted for Johnny Washington's murder more than two years after the shooting, Monroe County Supreme Court Judge Stephen T. Miller reportedly ruled in a February 5th decision. I mean, that is actually insane to me. Like, this is 
wild and it should be way bigger news than it is. Now that article went on to say that in January of 2018, quote, two months after the second degree murder indictment was filed in Monroe County, Lewis was transported from USP Allenwood in Pennsylvania, a high security federal penitentiary, to New York's Monroe County Jail, where he was arraigned in local court on the murder charge per the Monroe County Sheriff's Office, who included a timeline of events for their statement. Four months later that May, Lewis returned to Allenwood, Pennsylvania, while the murder charge remained pending in New York. The Sheriff's Office noted that it is their traditional practice to return the incarcerated individual to his, quote, home correctional facility, and that the Sheriff's Office was simply following their normal procedures. But per federal law, Lewis should have remained in New York until the case was closed. Lewis's trip back to Allenwood, Pennsylvania, constituted a breach of the law, the New York judge determined earlier this month. In July of 2018, Lewis had returned to New York for his murder trial, staying in the custody of the Monroe County Jail for the legal proceedings. In October 2018, he was convicted of murder in the second degree and sentenced to 22 years to life. Lewis returned to Pennsylvania that December, finished his federal sentence at the high security prison there, and in October of 2020 began officially serving time on the murder conviction in a New York State Department of Corrections facility. The Monroe County Sheriff's Office said they were first made aware that the interstate prison mix-up might lead to Lewis's release at the beginning of this year. The Monroe County Sheriff's Office said that their office has since audited all interstate prisoners that had passed through their county jail since 2018 and determined there was no other incarcerated individuals held on an IAD. And you fucking know, I guarantee people were sitting there like, uh, wait a second, does this apply to me? Does this apply to me? I mean, that is fucking insane. The fact that this person can walk free when they're a convicted murderer without actually serving time because of a mix-up like this. That is wild that that was able to happen. And obviously there needs to be an update on that law. In the article that I was reading, they also said photographs of Washington, his victim, shared on gunmemorial.org depict the young man alternatively in a cap and gown surrounded by smiling family. Other photographs include a small baby. People who had contributed to his profile on the page said he had three children. There are no words to take away the pain that you are justly feeling that undoubtedly comes with a lack of fairness being served based on this decision, which violates the principles of justice, Sheriff Baxter said in a statement addressed to Washington's loved ones. I extend my sincere apology. Ultimately, Terrence served more than three years for Washington's murder. It's such bullshit. I I feel for that man's family. I mean, imagine your loved one being murdered and their murderer walking free because of something like this. It's absolutely ludicrous. It's wild. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get into some emails. We'll be right back. Cult Leader is sponsored by BetterHelp. Cult Babes, what's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Are you hitting the gym, hitting the sheets for a little nap, looking at your neighbor's house on Zillow? Really though, if time was unlimited, how would you use it? How would you decide what's important enough to make time for? Unfortunately, time is not unlimited, but fortunately, therapy can help you figure out what matters to you so you can do more of it. That's one of my biggest takeaways from therapy, figuring out where to devote time to make the rest of my life easier. I could go on forever about how much less stressful life is once I learn to prioritize my time, but why don't you see for yourself? Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash leader today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash leader. 
Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. Liquid IV is perfect for daily use before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, or on long flights. Basically, anytime you need a pick-me-up, however you hydrate. Grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier Sugar-Free in bulk nationwide at Costco. Or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WONDERY at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WONDERY at liquidiv.com. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. And we're back. This first email says, death threat at the bookstore? It says, hi girlies, I'm a Geoff and Cole babe who literally just sent you a different email. I binged both shows and I'm re-listening because let's be honest, these two podcasts are the best. Agreed. Cert- certifiable. I am listening to all of the little leaders and the emails that Madison reads on obituary and I have a story that you might find hilarious. I am not apologizing for the length because it's probably not as long as I think. I want to preface this by saying I am definitely the person who will jump to the worst conclusion. Oh, you have a headache? Cancer. You didn't text me when you got home? There was a mass killer and you are chopped up in the basement. I believe that this is one of my many great qualities. If I assume the worst, then I won't be surprised when the worst happens. If it doesn't, I will be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a general anxiety disorder to me but you know who am i right but but also same okay now for the reason we are all here i was a manager at a very popular bookstore for a couple of years not the greatest time but i did find my best friend there so it wasn't all bad right anyways in this store we had a children's section in the back this is where all the kids books were along with our reading stage and toys i had a person who worked exclusively in this area as a kid's lead and she was an angel the absolute sweetest woman i have ever met the kids loved her and so did the parents now a day before the incident a parent was heard yelling at my kid's lead this woman was causing a huge scene so of course i go back there to figure out what was going on she was mad about something random that did not deserve such an outburst seriously it's a fucking bookstore calm down and read a book (laughs) the woman left we went on with our day as usual i didn't close the store that night but i did open it the next morning Now, welcome to the incident. As I opened the store, I made my usual rounds throughout the store to make sure it was ready for opening. I would straighten and clean as need be and get everything ready for the day. I went back into the kids area and I found what I believed to be a death threat. There was a stuffed animal on the kids leads desk headless and colored red. That's right, a goddamn stuffed animal with its head literally ripped off. So here I'm thinking, this is fucking weird and I'm not a fan of this. So I go to throw away the ruined animal and laying perfectly on the trash can was a page from one of our Bibles with the word death highlighted, to which I said, fuck this. And I got out of that area real fast. I checked the other trash cans on the floor and no more Bible pages. It was only left in the kids area with that animal. I knew right away that someone wanted my kids lead dead. So I did what any normal overly suspicious person would do. I 
called the cops. Now the dispatcher was very nice, but I could tell she didn't think I was serious when I told her what happened. She asked me what I wanted and I said, I need an officer because someone wants to kill my employee. Mind you, I was not hysterical, but I didn't understand why this was not a oh my god moment for her. Anyways, a little while later the officer shows up. I had gathered all the evidence for him. I even took photos in case he needed them and told him my story. He thought I was joking and I most certainly was not. He made a report and left, but of course nothing came from it. Here I am, a new manager trying to protect my workers from serial killer Bob. Turns out it was a bunch of kids from the night before and the closing manager forgot to tell me about it. I wouldn't say I jumped to conclusions, but let's be real. This was a running joke for the rest of the time I worked there. Every time something happened, it was, don't call the cops, Taryn, but I would go on to call them three more times while I worked there. I was on a first name basis with the dispatcher. Thank you for making these podcasts so great to listen to as I write pleadings. I am a paralegal. I regularly have you and Madison with me at work, and I am sure my friends are tired of me constantly talking about you. If you ever decide that you want to hear some of my crazy crime stories in Wyoming, let me know. Say hello to Hot Dog Desi and Doris for me. Attaches a picture of me from when we had an event, and I got my face painted for the day and some photos of my babies, Poe and Toulouse, who were the best boys. I sadly lost both of them in September and October. I'm sorry, cuties. Also, you can use my name, Taryn, if you read it. Okay, incredible, Taryn. <laughs> Thank you. You know, again, it sounds sounds like anxiety to me. Hopefully this job is a little more relaxing for you. I don't know, actually as a paralegal, but I would love to hear about the crime stories in Wyoming. I love Wyoming and I'm dying to go back this year if I can. So please send them my way. All right, this next email says you're... <laughs> It says, your Peter is in the urinal. Little leader or obituary. It says, Spencer or Spencer and Madison. We'll address it to both. She's gonna hear this. Okay, so this story has nothing to do with an episode of Cult Leader, True Crime, Obituary, or anything of that nature. I'm sharing with you because I know that you, Madison, Hot Dog, Desi, Doris, Cisco, the Geoffs, and Cult Babes will find it funny. Wow, fucking everybody's in there. I am a physical therapist assistant working in a nursing home slash physical rehab center. My best friend is an OT assistant at the same facility and we shared a patient that was extremely confused, which is very common as our facility had a memory care unit. Some of what I say may sound insensitive, but please know that I love my patients and I am extremely compassionate and empathetic towards their needs. You have to find the humor in situations to keep your sanity while working in a place like that, especially throughout COVID. Anywho, back to the patient. So this guy was very confused. He had a urinary catheter and was unable to stand up to use the bathroom. He started telling us that he needed to pee really bad, and my friend and I were doing our best to to explain to him that he had a catheter so he could just let it go. He was not getting it and on top of that he was really hard of hearing. He looked straight at me with the most serious face and said, you're a man ain't ya? I, a mid-30s southern woman, replied just as serious, yes sir. <laughs> he responded with, well I need to put my Peter in one of those things so I can pee. Now help me. Not Why, why a Peter? I realized that he was talking about wanting to use a portable urinal cup after a little more discussion about the catheter, I realized that it just wasn't sinking in. Then a light bulb moment with a very slow and professional voice, making sure to clearly and loudly state each word I said, sir, your Peter is in the urinal. At that exact moment, I heard my friend say in a soft tone, hey, how are y'all? She was politely waving at another patient's family that happened to be walking past our patient's open door. And I put on an awkward smile on my face, looked at the family and waved hi. Awkward as they definitely heard my comment <laughs> to the guy with no other context. Love 
love y'all. Let me know if it's going to be read on the show, as I will need to tell my bestie to listen in. Well, here it is, okay? It's getting read on the show. Much love, your Geoff and Colt babe, Aaron. Aaron, thank you for that story. I mean, it, it's probably really, really difficult. You don't really think about that in... Well, I don't because I don't work in any sort of medical setting, but I do, you know, I have been around and know people who have suffered from different memory disorders and thinking of that in a medical setting sounds like it would be very challenging, but I absolutely agree. You have to find the humor in every situation and I just love that you, well, first of all, I loved that he said, you're a, you're a man, ain't you? And that you told him his Peter was in a urinal. Love it. We're going to take one more quick break and then we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And we're back. This next email says, you pleased my wife. How dare you, sir? And when I got that at first, I'm like, is this like a weird spam email where they're going to ask me to transfer $11 million or something? But no, it's very real. It says, dear Spencer, I wanted to email you as my wife, Sarah, had contacted you previously about a story set in Dalkeith, Scotland. He said, your pronunciation of Dalkeith made it sound way posher than it actually is. It's more Dalkeith rather than Dalkeith. She was beaming from ear to ear when you read out her email on the podcast about the Westboro Baptist nut jobs. I got to hear it as we drove towards a wee holiday cabin in the middle of nowhere where no one can hear you scream. I've caught your show plus the obituary show a couple of times when my wife puts it on in the car. They're great. Thank you and I'm sorry that you're subjected to us by proxy. So I thought it would freak slash surprise, depends on how you see it, my wife out to hear you read this email as I often try to think of fun little ways to make her smile. This is so sweet. She's nuts, but she's my kind of nuts and I love her to bits. I know this may seem a bit off from your usual shenanigans, but I'll give you something to get your teeth into. Before I met my wife, I lived in Edinburgh. If you've never been, you should totally go. So much history and stairs, so many stairs. I wanna go, we've talked about it a few times. Anywho, a friend asked if if I would come with her on one of the many ghost tours that you can go to in the city. Most of them also take you into the vaults under the city center. In the early days, the smart Scottish folk just built up instead of out and the poorest of the poor lived underground in vaults. You know how American horror movies always have basements and some Muppet always goes down there without the light on? Well, this is more like the basement under your basement that gets bricked up. <laughs> they uncovered a lot of these vaults and opened some up to the ghost tours. My friend and I went on one and they took us to the underground city. At the start of the tour, the drama student of a tour guide, complete with cape and top hat, love it, asked if there were any skeptics in the group. Myself and two others put our hand up. Four kept them down. He nodded and didn't say anything more on the subject. I should point out that it's very dark, atmospheric, and super awesome down there, which is why I've probably done about three different underground tours. A few rooms and stories later and the guide took us to a small vault with a circle of stones in the middle that had a shitty looking chain 
barrier around it. The kind that would encourage you to queue alongside it rather than being an actual barrier to anything. He told us about an evil entity that had been pestering folk in this particular vault. I had imagined a ghostly Jimmy Seville, think a British version of Epstein or Weinstein, but way, way worse. Okay, pause really quick. I have been collecting notes because what a fucking fucked up story that is. Anyway, what this was hundreds of years before his time, apparently. Thankfully, the owners of the vault knew someone who could not only speak with this entity, but somehow tricked it into the center of the stones where it was trapped. I'd like to point out that I don't know anyone like that, but now I feel like I could do with someone like that, just in case. I can only imagine that the entity was also terrified of being encircled by a small chain fence at about knee height. And there, the malevolent spirit remained, unable to attack anyone for fear of tripping over the stones. After telling us this tale, the guide asked if anyone would like to step inside the circle, but reminded us that it wasn't a good idea. I looked at the two other skeptics, and they were just staring like they'd just heard the scariest story ever. Not being one to be put off by a knee-high fence, I said I'd do it. Cue a gasp from one of the other folk on the tour. I mean, it wasn't like this was the ghost version of Jurassic Park, and the fences were about to drop, releasing all hell, right? The guide slowly pulled the chain bollard out of the way and stepped right back like he'd just thrown a grenade on the floor. I walked into the middle of the circle and, well, nothing. I got a nice view of the vault and some worried looking tourists. The guide told them that things don't always happen straight away. I did cut my head shaving 20 something years later, so perhaps that was it. Or maybe when I had crazy stomach pains after a date with my wife. She was adamant that it was a creamy dessert combined with too many bottles of Corona and lime. But now that I think about it, it could have been some from stepping in that circle all those years ago. The tour finished and we all filed out of the building. As we did so, one American woman was genuinely worried about me. Aw, oh, bless. Of course, I then walked home alone through the darkened streets and winds of Edinburgh and my imagination decided to go nuts. But I've not been slapped about or groped without consent, so I think I'm all clear. That's me. Hopefully you'll read this out and then my wife will be like, oh my god, you got read on the podcast? I got read on the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. You make my wife happy. That's awesome. Cheers, Alex. Alex, cheers back to you and I hope your wife is happy hearing hearing this story too. Incredible of you to write in. I like your story. I, I love a realistic story, okay? Nothing crazy happened to you afterwards. And I like that you were ballsy enough to step in into said vault in front of a group of people. All right, we're going to end on this one that says, The Butterfly Woman. Hey, Spencer. I hope you and Hot Dog are doing well. Give her a cuddle for me. I've been listening to cult leader... Where is Hot Dog? Right there. Okay. Right by my side. Just as suspected. I have been listening to cult leader since before COVID. Thanks for hanging out with me when I didn't want to talk to my roommates. Sure. I'm always ready to be down to be in your ear. I have wanted, that sounds really weird. I have wanted to write in about this story I always think of when listening to the podcast, but I hadn't been able to find anything about it until now. It was to the point that I finally called my mom and was like, do you remember this? Was it made up? I honestly am not sure how many of these details are real, but this is what I have. Backstory. I first heard about this case somewhere around 2010. I was in math class and these couple of girls were talking about a body found near to us that people were calling the butterfly girl. I can't find anything on this now, but 13-year-old girls bring the drama. This was a big deal as I lived in a tiny town. Like, my graduating class was 63 people. They didn't know how she had gotten there, but the press thought it was a partner. Obviously, the teacher shut down that conversation, and I never got more details from them. Fast forward a few years, around 2013, and my ex and I are driving around on his four-wheeler on his land, and he casually goes, they found a body there a few years ago. Jay, his brother, got interviewed. 
Obviously, I was shocked. I know high school boys don't know how to flirt, but you can't just drop that and drive on like it's nothing. Turns out it was the butterfly woman. I can't find anything to confirm if she had a butterfly tattoo, but he told me the remains were found by a few fishermen. The FBI got involved as it was near the border to Pennsylvania, and they didn't know how long she had been there or where she was killed. It turned out my ex's brother had left a Carhartt jacket in the woods that was found within a few hundred meters of the body, so they came looking for the owner of the jacket, and they spoke to my ex's dad when he was fixing their roof. Apparently, he just refused to come down and they conducted their mini interview before grabbing the brother in a two-story fashion. My ex's brother was given a pass, but those facts always stuck with me. It took a lot of digging and I found the case. Here's a quote from one of the articles I found. Stewart allegedly killed Dudek on November 14, 2009 in her home in Rochester and transported her body to Nunda at least one day later. Her remains were discovered in a shallow creek on May 6 of 2010 in the town of Nunda by a mother and son who were fishing. Moran said his office decided to plead the initial second-degree murder charge down because of the problems with forensic evidence and a still unclear cause of death. Realistically, we were looking at forensic evidence that was minimal at best. He took her body and put it in a creek bed, and it stayed there from November to May of the next year, subject to the elements. The victim, who Stewart had only known for a short time, was found with her hands cut off. Livingston County Sheriff John York said previously that he believed this was an attempt to conceal evidence. And this came from Kate. I was trying to find more information on this. I ended up looking at one of the articles you linked, and yeah, it says Rochester Man pleads guilty to manslaughter in Livingston County. This is from the Evening Tribune, quote, A Rochester man is facing a murder charge in 2009, fled guilty to first-degree manslaughter Thursday in Livingston County Court. Craig Stewart, 58, was sentenced to 12 years incarceration in a State Department of Corrections facility and will undergo five years of post-release supervision after pleading guilty in connection to the 2009 death of Deanna Dudak. How the fuck do you only get 12 years? Stewart allegedly killed Dudek on November 14th of 2009 in her home in Rochester and transported her body to Nunda at least one day later. Her remains were discovered in a shallow creek on May 6, 2010 by a mother and son who were fishing. Interesting. Thanks for sending it in. Thank you all for sharing your stories with me. Um, I think that's where we're going to leave it for the week, but I will see you on Tuesday with a brand new episode of Cult Leader. In the meantime, if you have a story you'd like to share with the cult, send it on over to spencer at cultleader.com. Put Little Leader somewhere in the subject line or the body of the email so I know where to find it. Have a great weekend. Okay, love you. Goodbye. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Cult Leader early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. Because, once again, Mr. Ballin Podcast, Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. 
Each week on the Mr. Ballin Podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. After a middle-aged couple fail to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them, but after arriving and seeing both her parents' cars in the driveway, the daughter gets an uneasy feeling and just can't stomach going inside. To hear the rest of that story and hear hundreds more stories like it, follow Mr. Ballin Podcast on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime members can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.